After all this, you still... I still want that gas, yes. And you had better deliver. Yeah, let me tell you, these new pillows... It's like living like a king. I like forgave my father. <laughs> Not that we had beef. I'm just like, like it, it, it's insane. The whole time, people will tell you they were fighting demons. The whole time, they just had to change. It's just bad their fucking pillows practices. I mean, who knows? Maybe that's what it'll take to get us a consistent release schedule. I just did. You get enough sleep. My question is, like, how comfortable does the bed have to be so I can forgive my father? Because I think that that bed does not exist. I mean, uh, <laughs> that that should be, like, the new metric for mattresses. That should be the new metric. <laughs> Will you forgive your father's bullshit? <laughs> is it that soft? For you to get like, how your good a, issues? Like, how good of a night's rest are you getting that, like, you just wake up with no resentments? Anyways, folks, uh, welcome back to the greenhouse. It's me, your host, Adi. I'm joined by recurring, and now I guess you are de facto co host at this point. Yes, hello, I co. I host. My name's Sky. Uh,. Damn, where did I put the outline? <laughs> I had like 15 minutes to prep for this, and I still like, okay, here's here's the outline. Um, So I think it's, you know, 40, we're, we're like 43 episodes in now in, like, with this episode. So I figured it's about time I maybe start orienting this podcast towards something, if at all. And I mean, we've we've said this jokingly several freaking times on the show now that, well, guess that's just because they're gaslit in the greenhouse. <laughs> you may have also heard me say, sometimes you're being gaslit in the greenhouse, and sometimes you gotta light that green gas in the house. <laughs> um, and and really, it was just it, the name of the show. Okay. Um. It was it was bullshit. The whole reason was bullshit. Um, I was just trying to find something alliterative and like satirical and like betrays a certain uh, political intrigue, like some kind of NPR program. And uh, turns out a bunch of environmental reporters have already used this to describe Trump's policies or something like that. So I did not pioneer this term. I did not observe anything unique. In fact, um, I routinely plagiarize many people. I plagiarize myself, even. Which is a thing, if you guys don't know. Don't plagiarize yourselves. Um, or, or do. Not all of us are writing a... If you're not in school, if you're not in school, plagiarize. Plagiarize yourself, yeah. Or plagiarize in general, yeah. Yeah, retweet your own tweets. <laughs> like your own posts like what for what, real like who, who's stopping you no one fake pride yeah fuck pride except pride month yes we stand yes pride <laughs> well i think like we have been arching towards this topic um we've been lurching and uh bestriding just really angling towards it just, just scooching towards it. Yeah, gradually but surely. Um, and I guess, I guess if there's probably some author or some uh, take Smith or some expert who's already described this phenomenon, but um, I have not reviewed the research. I have not reviewed the academic literature on this. Um. And I wrote I wrote this as a text. That's the other problem. I literally put this on my on my phone. I did not put this into the outline. So this is real bomb shit. I texted you this, but let you me. Texted me. Yeah, I texted you what I was gonna say out loud. Oh yeah. Yeah, and I didn't. I didn't even fucking put it in the outline. Okay. 
let's see. God damn. Okay, I'm just going to read my text verbatim and then we're just going to piece it from there. I want to cover, like Dash, the way in which pop liberalism has penetrated people's considerations. Brackets, i.e., the greenhouse gaslighting effect. Close brackets. Yes, I will read all the punctuation. Do not stop me. The ways in which social media as a forum has accelerated that process and broken people's brains... And that the reality of social media as being governed by market forces, i.e. capitalist logic and being a literal marketplace of ideas, leads to counterproductive discourse each and every time. And this is why everything is always circular and nothing comes of it. Um, and I know I've said this before, right? That like, uh, you know, we're against debate here. We're against like explicitly becoming a political program, although we talk politics a lot. But this is why I insist that this is more of a show about society and culture. Uh, because all political discourse, particularly in the United States, is subject to this model. And everyone's brain is fucking broken. True. And And you and I came out of that same cycle of early Facebook to tumblr back to twitter type beat i will admit i stayed on facebook way too long i mean i'm still on facebook but i literally rarely post i am a a grade a stalker on facebook probably gonna cut that bit but yeah that's what i'm saying is like uh most people have kind of given up posting on facebook I think Facebook is trying to catch up on all the other trends, but like people who actively post, especially all the people who talk politics, are kind of all boomers now. I and all of our generation is kind of holed up on Twitter, particularly the people who you know made the exodus from Tumblr. So that's like the pattern of who's on what app and like you know the the specific apps and their features like painting how people talk about things i guess but i don't know we've talked on past episodes about that kind of tumblr logic and how it's affected a certain cohort of online libs yeah it's made absolutely horrible people and people who will just regurgitate any half-assed thing they've heard and they think they know the meaning of and it's honestly embarrassing because it's just showing how little comprehension skills a lot of people have Mm -hmm. but it's also just like oh my god i've seen this before literally 12 years ago on tumblr like stop it's all like the same fucking shit over and over again and it's so annoying yeah yeah and i'm trying to figure out like what exactly the blueprint was i'm gonna point to coney 2012 if you remember that i still don't remember what happened with that i don't either but i don't know if that's the blueprint I'm just I'm just trying to like go through my memory of that time and again I was a kid and not exactly, you know, a fully uh goblinized person who talks politics on social media. Um but that was where I got a lot of my introduction to this. I think like what the big defining moments of what broke people's brain in that era must have been like Coney 2012 Gamergate, maybe. Um, Occupy Wall Street. Uh, yeah, Occupy was the start of all of this, I yeah. guess. Yeah, and I really, I was not at all politically conscious for uh, for Occupy. I was well, a child. Yeah, yeah, literally were children. we had no fucking idea what was going on for Occupy. Like in eleventh grade, worried about math is going to be like yeah i understand the 
logistics of occupy like especially back then where it's just like people ignorant was ignorance was very much bliss it was a like you didn't have woke like yo, you didn't have that the wokeism woke. has not start had not started then yeah. yeah but like just like people being aware and being like being able to see the bullshit like not a lot of people called out bullshit a lot of people just really went with the flow and with the status quo and i think because I, I think like for for whatever reason i guess people especially our generation who like was coming into adulthood at the time of the bush years I don't think we had fully developed a, a critique of, I'll say it for myself, I did not have a critique of, you know, American foreign policy at that point. I did not um, realize the realities of things like downward mobility. The economic crisis did not, I did not understand what was going on. Right. Um. The student loan bubble had right, years. yeah. So it's like you still, I think, at least for me and you, and I think a lot of our peers, we were kind of like that last generation who had any, or like the most recent generation, maybe. Let's not say last yet. That thought, it's okay. We'll go through college and we'll be upwardly mobile, mm-hmm. or. We'll go through the system as it is, and it's a meritocracy. That's what we've been told it is. Uh, And it'll spit us out and put us where we need to be. Because we did not see what happened to graduates at the time of the recession we didn't see that like what they were struggling with trying Mm -hmm. to find anything even with all of the like jokes like the amount of jokes that i've saw about people having master's degrees and then working in coffee shops and like how it was just like ha 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 that person fucked up and then being in that situation be like wait a minute I didn't fuck up. The system fucked up. Like, why Why is this on me that the system was not built at all to sustain the people who are getting these degrees and are forced to get these degrees? Right. And, like, that's the thing is we the benefit of hindsight and, I don't know, the kind of, like, resurgence of a left-wing narrative. I won't say we have anything close to a socialist movement in America yet. I'm going to very like carefully defer to someone else on that. Anyone else but me to make that call. But, you know, I think with the benefit of hindsight, we can all look at that. But once you kind of, you know, get that, you take the pill, <laughs> you know what I mean? Of like recognizing that view of things one you have the benefit of hindsight and being like holy fuck what was i doing talking about representation as the only way forward things like that uh but then you look at everyone else do those still doing those things and then you're just like what is to be done right and then the the, the even broader question that we brought up on this show and like i want to repitch this I don't think people fully comprehend one that not everyone looks at the internet. Not everyone is as terminally online as everyone else. Mm -hmm. And that, you know, maybe a certain cohort of people might be active users and a lot of people might just look at the internet. But I don't think we fully unpacked the way in which social media has broken people's brains i mean and it, the way it's like i don't know it, it it is having an impact on society and how people interact i think it's honestly just media in general and i think because social media is just the newest form of media then it's the easiest and it's like other media newspapers and if you couldn't get access to a certain newspaper, you didn't hear certain news. Like, but social media, you have all of the access. You have all the access and you get to be like a media figure in your own right. You know yeah. what I mean? 
it's yeah because even random people get verified and apparently their words mean more than you now <laughs> like that shit's crazy i'm telling you man there's second class citizens in this country <laughs> the verified who rule above us and the unverified who toil the post and mines Um, but it's, it's ridiculous because I do think people, I think social media is, has been the easiest way to rot people's brains. Like people thought like television was rotting people's brains. Whoa, man. Back in the day, books, these new books robbing our youth from the stone tablets (laughs) this is new radio like like every single different form of media has been deemed bad by some kind of group there 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 is a that but i think there is something it because like the earliest proponents of the internet always viewed it as this like democratizing thing that like you give people internet access, they learn how to use it, and in turn they can kind of independently look for and disseminate information, which sounds good enough, but I don't think has ever really worked in practice. Because again, like this has all been like diff- diffused through a market economy. It's never been diffused through that kind of space. And especially like political discourse has always been fucked. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like how many people realistically um, participate in anything like an organization? Like, yeah, you might be part of like, I don't know, your local Democratic Party chapter or you might be in DSA or you might be in a union. Maybe. That still does not describe the majority of people. Right. Um, If you went through college, I guess that's maybe a a space where you had certain political discussions with other students, your professors, things like that. But, I mean, aside from that, like, there is no meaningful space for anyone to uh, participate in any of this. Even then, like, it's... it's not like you get to or or if there is it's like it's public forum things that like city councils or like Mm -hmm. a fucking town hall with your representative or something and it's it's you asking them questions it's not really you like doing anything being like hey let's talk about this they're like that question is not good (laughs) next question please (laughs) but that's what i'm saying it's like you know the is, I, I'm speaking specifically to the American context, I guess. So Yeah, I'm sorry that I don't know anything other than that. It's all they taught me. I, I invite Fairly. folks I invite folks from other, you know, backgrounds to maybe comment on this if if at all possible. But my kind of read on this is, you know, the average input an American has in their political system is None. Actually, yeah, it is next to none aside from voting and uh, making public comments. I mean, I can write to my senator, but then they'll just send me an email back of of like a canned response that yeah. some intern put in. Yeah, which which almost makes me wonder, like, especially like the kind of proliferation, because I want to say like woke. That term got tossed around, like I think, post the the earliest round of B, like BLM protests, mm-hmm. and I think it was mostly like Black Twitter saying it. And I think I it definitely lost all meaning by the time you have uh, Jennifer Granholm, former Michigan governor, tweeting that uh, vice presidential candidate Virginia Senator Tim Kaine is woke. That's definitely when it lost all meaning, but like. What woke has become that catch all of like a certain kind of mainly white liberalism, but liberal talking points to be posted ad nauseum on social media or to be posted as like standards for 
like what to think about a, an issue, especially if you haven't done much reading yourself or whatever. I had a point to this. I was wondering where I was going with this. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think like it just probably is the fact that most people who participate in this kind of stuff tend to be people who have some kind of collegiate background and like as a result tend to regurgitate it the most Mm -hmm. and i mean like we've said before like tumblr was the space where people really learned to double down on regurgitation didn't even need to be accurate it just needed to be the fact that you said it yeah and how much you said it. How many times you said it. How, how loud you said it. Did you incorporate it into your art? Did you incorporate it into your music? Did you? <laughs> Is it your background, your theme? Dear God, I never understood Tumblr. I never fucking... Uh... I miss themes. <laughs> it's like, this is my vibe right now. I would spend hours organizing and like finding backgrounds and shit that's insane just for them to end up taking porn off disrespectful that was literally you you know but honestly it was also like like the worst thing about tumblr in my opinion is like you could not get anyone to follow your shit unless you were posting your nudes and then they took that away which in a way good but then like No one has talent on that site. Exactly. In Twitter, you can't say that you want to die, but you can say, here goes a cum shot, and guess what? That will pass for Twitter on Twitter. I may or may not cut this section. Let's see. Babe, you can't cut all of my funny things. Uh... No, I just I, I'm losing my train of thought here. Um, I made a fucking out, outline and I still forgot. No, I think we got through that fucking first section, right? Okay. So yeah, I think we're already late to this shit. I said I wasn't gonna talk about it, and we're actually not going to talk about it. Um. But I did think it was time for me to at least, like, reflect on, because we're talking about the nature of social media and what it does to people. I think it is worth talking about it in the context of this recent thing everyone was posting about, the Will Smith slapping Chris Rock incident at the Oscars. Which, I'm just going to, like, we're not going to recap what happened. However... What else is there? To I read did that? not know the Academy Awards was being presented that. <laughs> I had no interest in this. If if the slap did not happen, the thing, the craziest thing about all this backlash is I can guarantee you, no one has talked this much about the Oscars since the Moonlight thing, and that also wasn't good. That was absolutely bad because isn't the whole Oscars point is to give people the right awards? Well. <laughs> The whole thing about the Academy, right, is that... It's a whole bunch of pedophiles giving each other hand jobs. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but also, the Academy never held that much significance until, like, recently. I don't know when the shift was. And I know there's film heads in the audience. Y'all y'all, y'all explain this. Or y'all, y'all elaborate on this. But it used to be the kind of thing in old Hollywood where... The awards were pretty much like it was just a quick affair. People came and left. And then it turned into like this industry trade show slash self-mythologizing session. It's viewed as this prestigious event. Same thing with the Grammys. I don't know why. It might just be because when they started televising it, they felt like they had to make it something grand. I think that might be. I don't know. I'm. I don't know, and I refuse to look it up. <laughs> um, but what gets me about what happened is like, who, who was actively following Will Smith's career or Chris Rock's career prior to this point? Who 
I the the type of people who are like this makes me never want to watch another Will Smith movie. Like they name were going, five movies of his. It's like, are you go? Have you ever gone out your way to watch a Will Smith movie? But like, no, but it's like, like literally up, but, but, like but up front, Smith? or it's like, I can't believe Chris Rock got slapped. It's like, what was the last thing you remember Chris Rock being in? Chris, like when was and that's the thing. Like people like. At least the Will Smith defenders, you have fresh prints to go off of, right? Because that was iconic. But but like the 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 Chris Rock crowd, I'm like, you literally. What was, what was he in? Most this recently? dude had a show called Everybody Hates Chris, and then wondered why he got. He slapped. wasn't even in his show. I know about he was just him. a voiceover. He was literally just this <laughs> was in a studio somewhere, <laughs> being like. Everybody hates Chris. Like wh- I'm gonna auto tune that. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> um, but like, what the fuck? Like, he literally hasn't been re- relevant in forever. He wasn't relevant when he hosted the Grammys in 2016. He isn't relevant today. I don't know why he was even there. I. The fact that his brother, Tony Rock, had something to say about Jada and called her a bitch multiple times. It's like, why? First of all, why? Why? So, but that's the thing. It's like, it's a repeat offense thing that none of us could have known to look for. Right. You would you would have to be like a real like paparazzi celebrity lore head. And like, who are those people? Do, you, do those people like... Do people really follow celebrity gossip anymore? I'm like, I'm genuinely curious as someone who never looked at any of it. I mean, I was a person who did, but I don't like if it's in, if it's on Twitter and like, I'm intrigued, especially if it's, I'm seeing multiple tweets about it. I might like look it up just so I can know what they're talking about. But most stuff I won't follow unless there's like a really funny meme. Like, honestly, I, if it's, if there's a meme, I might know like more of the details about it. But if it's not a meme, I'll be like, okay, why should I care about whoever the fuck this is? Um, but why, why are people just so okay well, with well, that, jokes that... about black women and, and, so, it's the same crowd that talks about defend black women all of a sudden. That's the thing mad is, no, they, they didn't. They they <laughs> didn't. They never even said those words, defend black women. They liked someone's post that had a white lady with a shirt that says defend black women. And they're like, yes, this is it. We did it. We are supporting our black brothers and sisters especially like no you're doing nothing you've done nothing but 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 but, and that's the thing that's getting me though in all of this because i think you're at the end of the day you're right and it's also just like it seems to be like this cultural thing that came up that again i think is irrelevant but since we're on the subject i guess we'll address it as like it seems to be this kind of thing where like going out of your way to chastise or admonish someone for speaking ill of your partner seems more acceptable to a certain demographic than others. And I feel like this is another case of like an issue that frankly is not really for everyone to comment on because again, none of us would have cared that this was happening Unless it got publicized in the way it did, right? But it it got passed through the race and identity filter somehow. And because of that, like white people, particularly the kind who feel like, like obligated to perform a certain level of wokeness, got in all their takes about violence. Oh my God. Over that. And and this is the thing that I hate myself for because I got... I got in, a, in an argument with my white friends about this, and I, I, I don't think I should take back what I said, but I take back the fact that I ever engaged in it. And what I said was, how is this slap anything more violent than, you know, the conflict in Ukraine or, you know, displacing people who are homeless or what our police do every day in the streets? Like, what, how is this more violent 
than anything else that goes on in America right now. I think the real thing that pissed me off about, like, the people who were engaged with those questions, if they... Like they went back. Like, is to the, this violence? Like, they, what? they went back to violence is violence, no matter what. And I'm like, you literally have never had this philosophy any other time. But 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 that's what I'm getting at. It's like, why did the urgency fall on everyone observing this to have a moral judgment about it? Like, what prompted all of us to do it? Because that's that's the American dream is having a fucking opinion on something that you have no at all anything for like you you can't control it you can't do anything to help it or solve it that's why people are obsessed with ukraine and russia that's why people are obsessed with a lot of different things like they know that they have no control but knowing about it is a little bit better than not knowing about knowing it. Knowing about it and especially like fighting with people about yeah, it. Yeah. Because guess, you're like yeah. it not even just fun, but it feels like But it but it triggers people, some kind of pleasure center. For people, some people right? it feels like activism. They think just saying things like this is activism and no, it's not. It's having an opinion. Activism is actually doing something. Like you're not doing anything. Especially if you're double downing on stupid logic. <laughs> Such as violence is violence, because the crazy, the craziest thing is, I feel like Will Smith could have. And first of all, people talking about that slap like he was fucking Goku. <laughs> Ain't nobody he... being a Goku. <laughs> but at the same time, it's like if it sounded hard, it's only because like Chris was mic'd up, literally, and the mic is right on his chest, and his face is right next to his chest. I don't know if you guys know this. It doesn't take a doctor or a scientist to realize where the fuck a mic is and how it can make that loud of a sound. But I feel like Will Smith could have. Like, did anything else and people would have been like, this is amazing. Like, he could have been like, use a bitch. I fucking hate you. I'm going to meet you at after. And everybody would have been like, this was well-deserved. He was standing up for his oh, well, but, but that's no, the Because thing is, like, it had to do with one little slap. Like, do you think it was scripted? I don't. Because Will Smith is literally losing, like, there's so many of his productions. Like his career has been on a downward trajectory recently. It's, I'm not well, going to lie. I don't think it's been on a downward trajectory. I don't think. Okay. After the Disney Aladdin shit though. He's got Bel Air. He was just in. He just fucking won an Oscar. <laughs> Damn. Am I just not. I mean, that's the thing. Like post Marvel. Who's watching movies? You, that's the thing. You don't watch movies and you're not like a Marvel room movies head. for me. There we go. People, <laughs> people aren't. Will Smith heads like people like Will Smith or they don't like Will Smith, but people ain't like I'll ride and die for Will Smith. But that's the thing is like, but but that's that's what I'm saying. Like this shit has gotten people like picking camps over celebrities that don't fall in their top five. Like, oh my god, imagine caring so much about a celebrity that you don't like. Like, like, is this Rihanna, Beyonce, Megan the Stallion? Absolutely not. None of those people, and then we don't even, you don't even want to get me started on the conversation people are having about Megan the Stallion when she literally got shot and this stupid ass slap. We're not going to talk about it because I'll be here all day. But it's, it's really ridiculous. Like, people. Like, like, again, it's just like, what is about this, what is it about this incident that has people hyper fixating? On the slap, aside from people who are really opportunistically tying it to an opportunity to talk about domestic violence, but when to talk about themselves, but when people talk about okay, so why does insert so many actors and actresses here still have a career? And they op- think the- about all the people at the fucking Academy Awards, like Epstein affiliates, yeah. Fucking Literally. tax dodgers, all these Jerry people. Jerry Leto, apparently Jerry Leto, Jerry Leto had like a little cult, quote unquote. Yeah, yeah, it was, yeah, yeah. It's like a music festival, but it's like kind of a cult, and he walks around looking like Jesus and shit, and it's kind of fucking weird. Um, but like Hollywood uh, sickos, as they're called. Yeah, like, yeah. Um, and he was called out for apparently dating uh, like 
very young to underage women. All of this shit, like Woody Allen, less Woody Allen, Woody Allen, Woody Roman Allen. Polanski, literally all of these Harvey Weinstein, absolute known rapists, not at all taken away from their like prestige of the Oscars. And the fact that if the Oscars really cared, they would have never gave Will Smith that award 10 minutes later. They would have been like, hey, we just going to not give this to him. Who was the runner up? Like you acting like he, they couldn't do that. It, like they just, don't have the power. Hilarious. It's their fucking reward show. It's their. And then they go back and like, oh, we told him that he had to leave. And it's like, mm, no, you didn't. Well, but no, but didn't the, you see that TMZ thing that came out where it's like they were actually like, oh, no, you did great there. Will you want to sit here? You want to sit here, bro? They <laughs> literally, yeah, they literally did not ask him to leave. They had no opinion about this until the next day where everybody else had an opinion. I think the only people who were, like, trying to have an opinion about it, like the Amy Schumer types, that's what I meant earlier, like, people opportunistically oh, trying to make it about them. Amy <laughs> Schumer literally made that about her. Which, again, like, also, I did not watch the Academy Awards. So, again, like I said earlier, I did not want to focus on this, but... I'm just trying to ask the question, why did we care about this for as long as we did? It's, there was, wasn't there like a presentation that happened earlier in the Oscars too, where they were basically alleging that they wanted to objectify and like ogle at and diddle men or something like I that. I mean, like, every, the thing about the Oscars that I've seen a lot of people say, and this is the most important thing when you think about it, the Oscars are fucking cringy as fuck. This, it's all of these rich people like patting each other on the back with a few poor people sprinkled in, hoping that they get their lives changed by this opportunity. And some of them, most of them don't. And it fucking sucks. And it's, it's literally just, uh, it's a fucking circle jerk. Yeah. And, and designer clothes. With food that looks very sad and, like, epic after parties. The Oscars was really about the after parties. I heard that after parties are And wasn't, lit. like, the Beyonce Jay-Z after party, like, at a, union, at a union hotel that was on strike? Yeah. I will say, which, that is... Despicable. Again, this is and again, Beyonce. this is this is this is our most horrible episode. Actually, every episode is the most horrible episode. That's the one guarantee Greenhouse Gaslighting makes. Every episode is going to get worse. <laughs> every episode is going to get worse. I mean, the world point. keeps getting worse. I don't know how we would be able to get better. <laughs> <laughs> like the situations of like life just just be happy I didn't bad. shut down the show. Okay, like <laughs> um, I will say that. I think it's just really funny that people care this much about the Oscars or I think it had to happen because like the the way this event got publicized in the way that it did this would have been like the least viewed Oscars of all time if it were up to everything. I think I even remember like there was an announcement about who's hosting the Oscars. And people were, like, quote tweeting it saying, this look mid as hell. I'm not going to lie. Bro. And I'm pretty sure, like, again, maybe it's scripted. Maybe it isn't. But it feels manufactured to some extent. You know what I mean? That, like, they can't get people's attention on this thing enough. So a dramatic moment like that hypes everyone's eyeballs in, gets people talking about the Oscars as something to care about maybe for the next time they have this shit. If there is a planet to have the Oscars on for crying out loud. Right. That would make sense, but I you also have to think these are the people who um made Amy Schumer one of their hosts. I don't think they really care about getting views. I don't think they really care. So uh, your so your final take is it was not scripted. Yeah, my final take I cuz I I truly at the beginning of the week, I was like, I don't know if it was, but the way that everything has, like... Because it, it just feels, like, disorienting the way people have, like, had gone all in on this. You want to know what makes me think that it's not scripted? Go on. The way that people have, other people have gotten canceled, <laughs> like Zoe Kravitz, mm -hmm. um... It, like she said something about it she didn't even say and it was like slap it was like shady and people are like well um 
didn't you say that you thought that 14 year old Jaden Smith was attractive when she was like 24 or 23 at the time? Horrible. And oh my God. Um, started like sharing pictures of like her looking a mess and reminding people that she apparently said that she was not a black artist. She was an artist. And like all of these other people, like everybody who has come out saying something has gotten dragged to absolute filth. And like people are bringing like shit out the woodwork. And it's like, man, y'all really could have just sat there and shut the fuck up. And I can't believe they got me saying that this nigga Harry Potter <laughs> over here saying the realest shit, being like, I'm tired of everybody having their bloody opinions. <laughs> it's it's crazy because that, that Harry Radcliffe, Daniel Radcliffe, yeah, yeah. Daniel Radcliffe, <laughs> this dude had the opportunity to become the worst child star of all time. And he's surprisingly well adjusted. Yeah. He's been on like theater like on not Broadway. to not to stand harry potter i don't think I don't he's think I, I don't think he's anything but i'm just special. saying like that's that's surprisingly measured given how many people like turned this like like i said i this is an event that does not involve everyone's participation but and, and thoughts it's become a culture war it's that's the thing and like like i was trying to say earlier in the first part of the show that went nowhere actually every part of the show goes nowhere go on so you know, like what social media has become, it's just a space for people to parse their side of the culture war because that's all we have instead of politics. We have culture war. We don't have politics anymore. Um, yeah, the dynamics of power and who holds it, that is never up for discussion anymore. And trying to change that, that no one is allowed to talk about that anymore in this country, especially. So, um, What had me going about this topic, because we were going to talk about all the bad takes people had, and I think we have thoroughly spoken about the people who found a way to make it about them. Let's not give them any more airtime because that's what they want. But the ne the next crowd that had me going was the people who always bitch and moan about cancel culture. Mm-hmm. And especially, like, the people who feel like their praxis needs to be defending stand-up comedy. And the people who are defending Chris Rock in the context of, you know, stand-up comedians have a right to free speech. And uh, the slap was him getting canceled in the physical realm. And stuff like... It's, like, the, the most harebrained shit, which makes me wonder, because for the longest time... The reason why I didn't want to talk about cancel culture and people have asked, like, are you going to do a cancel culture episode? And I said, never, never, because it's the kind of shit that it's always the same people with the same points. There's no way to fucking answer the question of cancellation or because like, is it real? Is it not real? Blah, 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 blah. The whole problem is that you're talking about social media use and patterns of social media use in the context of a market space. You're never going to get anything conclusive because there's nothing to be concluded on. Even if you can say that, oh, someone got canceled and it worked. Um, big fucking whoop. Like, you know, someone will say Milo Yiannopoulos got chased off of Twitter. He made it back and has a career now again. Louis C.K. Yeah, got canceled. He? I, I Again, <laughs> he, he made it over to Parler or whatever these conservative sites are. Or like you say something like Louis C.K. got canceled. He came back. He's doing the stand-up circuit. Maybe he doesn't have a Netflix special anymore, but he still has a career. Aziz Ansari got canceled. Big fucking deal. Like, this guy still got a Netflix special and complained about all the people who were mean to him on Twitter. Uh, who, who else? Dave Chappelle is getting canceled every week, allegedly, and still gets to, you know say horrible things on Literally. in each of his specials so it's all like he do is say so so like things. like again it's like all these people both both ends of the cancel culture discourse mind you to a certain extent are just saying people on the computer are being mean to me and I, that's why i never wanted to fucking talk about it because like you're asking me to pick a side here in a discussion i don't want to be a fucking part of but this is this is stage two of it, you know, where now you're talking about this personal incident, because if you if you care to know, like, why it happened 
This is a personal incident that had played out in public that, frankly, I don't think anyone should care about. But since everyone has chosen to be like, you know, insert themselves into it, that's why it exploded the way it did. Um, there is a certain way that these guys are viewing stand up comedy as this kind of like the only means they know of to speak truth to power. And it's not really even speaking truth to power. It's just guys like bitching about how they don't understand certain aspects of society that deep down they really only have a transactional relationship with. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. like okay, Dave Chappelle and his like bits about trans people and stuff. I'm sorry. How many people who are, who are like deathly afraid of trans people? How many of them have a relationship with a trans person in any capacity beyond a transactional one. Usually they don't have any. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. So like the fact that like everyone is, you know, telling ghost stories about people they don't understand on the computer and then like taking them back in the real world and talking about it to make money and then people getting mad at it again. Like it's kind of, I'm not going to say it. I mean, I don't know how else to say this other than like, no one is defending civilization in a meaningful sense, even though they think they are. Do you see where I'm going with this? Like, these right-wingers are basically telling themselves ghost stories and then uh, talking about it. It's like, look at how weird trans people are, man. And then trans people get mad about it. And then they're like, wah, they were mean to me. <laughs> now, of course, then you have the real, like, you know, legislative proj- project that the Republican Party is doing in all these states, and it's horrible. And I think there is a real case for, like, you know, these guys are doing shitty stand-up that frankly sucks. Which is the other aspect of this I want to get at, too. Stand-up comedy, I I remember the fucking days of it. And it started with social media for a lot of people. The intersection of social media and people posting clips of people's stand-up shows and shit, mm-hmm. I think is is probably why people have such an affinity to it. And the same way that they'll use social media as like a way to project themselves onto shit is the same way they'll project themselves onto different comedians they follow and whatever. But I'm just going to ask the question, how much of it is actually good anymore? Almost none of it. I think like comedy has like migrated out into other aspects now. Like it's on sh- like people will follow shows, podcasts, uh, web shows, like all, like all that shit. It's not just isolated to stand up anymore. And stand up as a medium, I don't think the, like it has not become the sole repository for comedy anymore. That medium is like maybe kept alive by like the Netflix shit, you know what I'm talking about? Or maybe like comedy central shows and shit, but the audience for that is kind of like stilted. It's kind of like an older, I will want to say Gen X, older millennial crowd maybe. Mm-hmm. And that's who, that's really who's like feeding this. It's, it's, it's like that cohort, particularly like dudes who are highly online. I mean, the thing is, is like, where would you even go to do a stand up? I like mean, if maybe you were maybe an like amateur, an open mic bar or something. Yeah, I don't like fucking where know. would like, you do? Like how would you? Like so much you can't even. It's not even like you couldn't just go and be a stand up right now. You would have to do probably improv or some other type of um, like low level acting, like guest stars. There's not like you can't just do stand up now and get like famous and be a famous comedian because of stand-up and that's what i'm saying too is like i don't think like stand-up is the only unless it really is the only way these guys make money anymore i don't fucking know that's but like, but, but, problem. Get more creative. I mean, I mean, Why it's like Joe, so like you, you jobs? have you have joe rogan moving over to the podcast medium and shit too and doing mma shit it sounds like it sounds like you guys can't get a bag yeah <laughs> don't be mad bitch get a bag bitch megan the stallion <laughs> Like, but even, I don't know what else that, to tell you. It's it's just it's weird that it's getting weird. You know, a guy comes on stage, speaks for like an hour extended. The material can get dated very quick. Uh 
the guy's got to keep the audience going and it's got to be an audience that followed the guy. So they get like, you know, more inside jokes as they do more shows or whatever. But the kind of self importance of that medium and the people who like live within it is kind of telling to me, you know what I mean? Like they all try to paint themselves in the shadow of like uh, George Carlin or Richard Pryor. And these were guys who like, you know, are talking about observations they make on society because observational comedy is really the name of the game here. The standup is just the medium, right? Yeah. But the whole point to this is that it has to be funny. And I'm sorry, not everyone is going to find your shit funny. And you're getting mad at like certain people online who you don't really need to interact with, not appreciating your material. And you're and you're saying that they're being soft, but then you're saying, but people need to take you know, take hard words. They need to be able to take things seriously. They need to be able to you know uh, see things that disagree. Guess what? Not everyone's gonna like your material, dog. Especially if it's not funny. Yeah. <laughs> like not everyone wants to talk about hating their wives. That's not a humor that I really like. It's not really funny. But like. I really like self-deprecating things. Like, that's funny to me. Like, if you're making fun of yourself, that's more funny than you making fun of somebody else, in my opinion. So that's the comedy I'm going to try to look up and be around. But but, but just the kind of self-mythologizing these guys do. Like, I'm speaking truth to power. I'm talking about society. The only other person that believes that shit that religiously about themselves is, like, a fail podcaster or a CNN journalist, you know what I, and I, I fit, the, I fit the bill and I still don't do that. You know what I mean? You're welcome. I did this for you. If I wasn't here, I you am guys speaking would not, truth to power. You would like, not what? hear this. Like, no boo. I've heard this same regurgitated thing a million times on Twitter. Can you please find something else? Uh, it's just uh, i don't know it seems like it, it, the, like really the whole like stand-up comedy and the people like oh why can't com- comedians say shit anymore motherfucker people got off a of stand off a of stand-up a minute ago they're now writers they're now doing podcasts they're now doing web shows and shit if you're complaining that a certain cohort does not enjoy this shit anymore you gotta find a bag bro you're the one you're you're, you're the one saying that uh you know, people got to uh, face the hard truth. That include you, too? Mm. Gotcha. Anyways, I don't fucking... Like, and that's not to say that I have it all figured out myself. I know I could not fucking perform on stage. But I'm just saying, like... The, the, the cancel culture shit is such a stupid discussion to have at the end of the fucking day. For that reason. Do you really think these guys are doing anything beyond like putting on a show to make like make some money? Is they is this really like the the uh observational uh society analyzing shit that they say they're doing, or is it is it just entertainment? Because I, I my money is on the latter. Yeah, I think people really think that they're like Again, you think that the stand-up comedian saying shit is basically activism. This isn't Showtime at the Apollo, bitch. This, like, none of this is revolutionary. All of these jokes are jokes that you literally could, if you follow the right people, see on Twitter for free. So why would I go to some musty-ass nightclub to go see... A musty ass fucking performer who hasn't. It's been not relevant. even a nightclub. It's a it's a comedy. That's club. true. That hasn't been relevant for twenty plus years. Make it make sense. You guys aren't funny. You're not funny anymore. You're not cute anymore. And it's like, it's always been subjective. If comedy is always subjective, then you gotta accept that, right? Like, I'm sorry you're not going for your 45 and plus crowd. Maybe you should really be trying to market to them. Go to the casinos, bitch. I don't know what else to tell and, you. And Have matinees. But, like, stop getting mad at us because you're not funny. 
And th- that's the funny thing about this is, you know, people say they believe in markets, they believe in consumer choice, but, you know. And then don't give when the it doesn't work out the in their behavior. This is don't give the consumer the choice favor. to get a good person to actually enjoy I, I what they're think, consuming. I don't. I don't think stand-up comedy has the cultural purpose that people think it does, and people think that oh, offensive humor is still it should, it is funny, and you know we should defend the right to say it. That's not to say I don't enjoy offensive humor. I don't enjoy ribaldry. I'm just saying the medium is not fucking relevant in the way you think it is anymore. There's a difference between offensive humor and cruelty. Like, yeah, because why are you well, being well, well, but that's the thing too is like person. It's to th- say that like everyone's being hypersensitive. Some people are being hypersensitive all the fucking time. There's nothing you can do about it. But but there's a difference between like things you say around people you're comfortable with, who be people who you know are not trying to get after you. And then this stand-up show that everyone is telling you you're supposed to be watching because it's so good, and it just feels like a pot shot at you personally. You know what I'm talking right. about? Like, which which my personal thing is like, just don't watch it if you don't want to like see this shit. And I feel like the reaction, like the the reaction economy to this stuff, is always like the real problem. But at the same time, like. Not everyone is going to find your material fucking funny. And they shouldn't. And the kind of self-importance and the self-mythologization that some of these people have about their work is... It's it's laughable. That's the actual funny part of what they do. My thing is, is if a 56-year-old white woman who's cis-head and middle class has the same humor as me... Bruh, I'ma kill myself. There ain't no fucking way. <laughs> there ain't no fucking way. <laughs> I don't know why we would have the same humor, but if it is, I need to stop that humor. I need to stop and maybe I need to live, laugh, love instead. Okay. Um We're at the top of the hour, so I don't think we're going to get to everything we wanted to in the outline. And I'm kind of happy just keeping it as it is. One last thing I did want to talk about, though, is, um, you know, this question of is social media making people more pliant? And my kind of anecdote I wanted to lead in with this was, um, remember everyone and their mom on tiktok was saying if you mix coffee with orange juice it's going to be fucking great and we all like both the the two of us knew this is going to be nasty as hell but i went out of my way to go make it why would i do that what what possible reason would i have to do that and i went and tasted it i went and drank like what i made it was not the worst thing i've had but it tasted like orange juice and coffee. It's exactly <laughs> what you expected. It wasn't like this magical like combination that is going to change my life. I'm like, yeah, I've had I've been at brunch and had a mimosa and then also drank coffee. This is it. So, I <laughs> And that's the thing is like I I'm wondering like, you know, to what extent like publicizing the slap in that context, you know? And getting everyone to fight about it and argue about it. What is it that makes us so pliable to do that? To like get into that scrum when with the benefit of hindsight and the benefit of reflection, like thinking about a is this relevant to me? High ninety percent being no, this is not relevant to me. And the other half being I would not have cared about this had no one told me. And it's obvious that, you know, this pliability is useful in the sense that you know you're using social media and the internet and all these other tools to market consumer goods to people to analyze their consumer habits to make money all that shit right mm-hmm. but i think the the fallout from that is you, it makes people insane It takes the already individualistic culture and society we have 
and abstracts it further. And I don't have a better explanation right now other than, oh, people are getting gaslit in the greenhouse. (laughs) Which I guess, again, I don't know. The whole idea behind that expression is like, well, it's transparent. You can look in and you can look out, uh, but you're inside it until you step out. And while you're inside, things definitely feel warmer than they do outside. So there is an effect. And the gaslighting aspect is, you know, there is some aspect to this that you feel uh, what your experience is is not the truth or you're being told it's not the truth. So it's a, you know, it's a funny term that I'm trying to find a way to explain. But that kind of is the experience of being highly online and having your brain rotted by the Internet and then trying to participate in a society or talk about anything meaningful outside any of this shit. So, yeah, thank you for your patience on that one, dear listener. Um, I was hoping we'd have time to maybe get to talk about the historic Amazon Union Drive win in Staten Island. Uh, I think we should maybe save that for another episode. And hopefully more will be able to unionize. Absolutely. Because, again, that is a big win to come from all this. Because this was this was a lot of nonsense, and then that was something that actually is worth commenting on. But I felt like I had to get this out first, and mm-hmm. then we will address this later. So, any closing thoughts before we wrap this one up? Don't let social media rot your. Brain. Log off. Log off. <laughs> you Mute people. Delete outside. the app off of your phone. Like leave your phone in your car while you're going for a walk maybe don't do that that still gives me a little bit like you're probably gonna get murder vibes um but you know just you don't have to have an opinion about everything some things you can just be like this is stupid i think i think (laughs) that that can be your opinion (laughs) that really but that really is it of like you know you are freed from having a take you are freed from the responsibility you are taught to have like because i feel like a lot of people get roped into this why aren't you as outraged about this as i am type of behavior from social media and i don't think like if you're really trying to be a meaningful or you're trying to have more meaningful political action in your life or you're trying to do something or you're trying to like you want to be a better person or whatever the 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 nice gay liberal thing is you're trying to do Going on Twitter to talk about it, going on Facebook to talk about it, putting it on your Instagram story, furthest thing from good you could do. I think what we should do is maybe all of us go on strike from having phones for a day. (laughs) You know, Alyssa Alyssa Milano talked about a sex strike. I'm saying we should be on a social media strike. Uh, I think, you know what... um, podcast should be banned <laughs> i should be uh shot by firing squad for for all the harm i've done to society with this podcast um again remembering when there was the nickelodeon day of play and they would stop playing. they would just stop playing the it's shit just like a fucking like screen that says Bitch, go outside. It's Nickelodeon Day of Play. No, that's exactly what Take happens. No bitch ass. <laughs> that's what that. That's the thing. Like, oh, Adi, where's, where's the where's the new episode? Go go outside. Go the fuck outside. Go 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 read a book. <laughs> Listen to some music, dog. What, watch a movie. What do I care? Go live your life. You are you are released from your obligation to have a take on some of this shit. Mm-hmm. Most, if not most, of all of this shit. But I think, you know, if you're really trying to talk um, about politics, you're trying to talk about society and culture, if you're if you're really about that, you know, I only care to talk about it in the context of power, identity, social structures, like the actual aspects of that, that provides you some meaningful insight. And I hope that that kind of framing actually leads towards constructive solutions i.e. socialism, labor unions, uh, 
you know, collective decision making, that kind of shit. But I digress. So this has been another uh, episode of uh, Greenhouse Gaslighting. Thank you for consuming this weekend's slop. Uh, I said log off, but if you are struggling to log off right now, uh, go ahead and follow the show on Twitter at Adpod Greenhouse and then log off. After seeing that Twitter feed, you will definitely want to do so. Um, I also keep uh, links to all the other things we do on the internet in the description below. If you are struggling to log off of those platforms, go ahead and give us a follow there before you log off. Why not? Uh, and if you uh, think I had anything meaningful to say, which is highly unlikely, but if you if you find that to be the case, yeah, follow me on Twitter, at Fibonacci Sniper. I'm there. I'm posting my horrible takes and horrible things I cook there. Uh, Sky, anything you want to plug now that I'm done plugging the show? Be a nice person. Wear your fucking mask. Leave me the fuck alone. All right. Uh, Till next time, see you all in the greenhouse. Take care. Bye.